0: Hey, good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Better Modesto Show. You're listening to your host, Jim Applegate, our co-host, Chris Ricky, and our other host is out today. And so,
1: man, that is so sad. What about that, Ulysses, ditching us today. These, uh... Is it because the cops are here today?
0: Is
2: that what it is? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know. You're listening to uh, KFIV 1360, also live on the iHeartRadio app. And uh, make sure you check out our social media, because we have all of our back... Uh, All of our back programs now are on our podcast, and so we'd love for you to hear. And you can actually hear our guest today on a prior show, because this is his second time in. So, hey, welcome, Chief Gillespie. Thanks so much for joining us today.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Good to be back. Always good talking to you guys.
0: I'm so excited about this uh, show today because, you know, both of you guys have been in office for... I think a little, over, you know, you've officially been in office now for since August, but it's been about two years. You were interim, and now you're, you're the official chief, so congratulations on that.
2: Yeah, thank you very much, yes.
0: And uh, Chris has been in office now for, I think, 14 months, 15 months. Yeah, so. well, it's,
1: I'm almost halfway through my term. They're almost, they're almost done with me.
0: Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> I, I think you're going to get voted back, man. If the listeners on our, our radio station has anything to do with it, they're going to say, we want Chris back, so... Yeah. So anyway, I'm excited just to hear some updates today and hear what's going on. And then, you know, even hear you guys talk about how well each other are doing in the in the respective positions, which is going to be kind of fun. So
1: absolutely, man. Absolutely. So
0: before we jump in, though, how are you guys doing?
2: <laughs> I was man. just looking so, at Chris yeah, for a minute. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, for me, I think things are good. Uh, you know, I think with. Uh, with hopefully knock on wood, right. Uh, uh, the, the, uh, COVID, uh, slowly less affecting people and, 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 and less severely, uh, just, it's good. Uh, family's good. And, uh, you know, I just, I feel the, feel the vibrancy coming back and the police department and the city. So things are good. I got no complaints, Chris. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's really, I'm, I see it as, as like an incredibly hopeful time right now, mm-hmm. you know, we look at the COVID numbers and like, they were through the stratosphere three weeks ago, right? Yep. Like, yep. And then, you know, they've been slowly falling. And they, you know, went from 180 to 130, the positivity rate. And, like, this week it was down to 60. Mm-hmm. And I bet you next week it's down to 10 or so. Like, I don't know. Not a doctor. Can't predict that stuff. But I feel good about where we're going. And, like, for me, as someone that took COVID pretty seriously, like, I'm excited to, like, get back into it like you know like i want to have some barbecues and stuff like it's just been it's it's just for me it's like just so much excitement to like kind of finally like at least for me i'm seeing like light at the end of the tunnel here and like just really excited to get back into the world man you know
0: yeah it's a I, i don't know how it was for you chief but for Chris, you know, he avoided it the entire time until about two weeks ago, and then he got it, so.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. It's, it's crazy how man. that works, huh? <laughs> But no, Chris, I think, to your point, I think there's just so much more going on now, and I'm excited when I look from, you know, a, a, a department standpoint of just all the community events and interaction that we haven't been able to do for the last two years or it has been very limited to get back into, and, and uh, even just, just some of the recent events. We went to a... Uh, uh, Martin Luther King Day celebration a few weeks ago at, uh, at Love Baptist Church. And, you know, just to be around people and celebrating uh, was just was just amazing. So we're going to get into a lot more uh, fun events with the community, uh, which I think is well needed and, and going to be good.
0: Yeah. Hey, what a great event that was. And mm-hmm. thanks for what you said. Thanks to uh, Sheriff Dirksey yeah. for what he said. And then also for um super supervisor Withrow, mm-hmm. I think you guys did a great job representing our community in, in that celebration. Yeah, so thank you. It's, it's yeah. just,
2: it's just a good example of uh, everybody coming together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, so tell us like, uh, you know, this is Saturday morning. What does your family usually do on a Saturday morning in Modesto?
2: You know, uh, my family Saturday morning, it's usually some type of sporting events. Um, I have a son that's uh, playing basketball uh, at Big Valley Church uh, in, a, in a little league there. I have right daughters uh, that are playing softball and soccer, and so it's usually getting up early, uh, going to the gym, and then off to kid kid stuff. So, Love uh, it. but it's but it's good. It's a, it's our Saturday morning ritual, and so uh, but it's fun family time.
0: Yeah. How about you, Chris? What's your Saturday morning ritual?
1: Saturday morning ritual, I, you know, not every Saturday, but you know, on a Saturday like when the family's like feeling motivated, we'll like grab like the uh, the pancake maker and go out into the living room and like eat pancakes, watch a movie. Yeah. At the same time, like I don't know what happened. Like I was so athletic as a kid, but my kids like it's different just now. Not mm-hmm. feeling it, you yeah. know, like. Yeah.
0: They've got like the strongest thumbs and fingers from controlling their joysticks and their phones. (laughs) uh, Exactly. (laughs) My son
1: today, before I left for the podcast was on his computer designing, um, you know, those like, what was it called? Uh, Like rock star, you know, the, um, that's like the guitar you play on your guitar hero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. guitar hero songs. He was designing like, I, there was, there's no guitar hero track for this particular song. So he was designing guitar hero set, you know, songs so on his computer, right? So like, wow. yep. that's the kind of stuff he's doing. Which maybe I should have done that kind of stuff instead of playing sports because, you know. <laughs> yeah, been much more like useful some, in life, yeah, right? I wasn't like any star or anything, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yep. So I'm not hating on it. I mean, you know. But it's weird, though. Yeah. I'll tell you that. It's weird. Yeah. But we get to spend a lot of time together and, like, you know, it's, yep. it's cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I live in the downtown area, and uh, we love walking to the farmers market. You oh know, yeah, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Cool. It's yes. a great thing to do on a Saturday. So I usually go for a long run on Saturday morning, and uh, then come home and and uh, we head to the farmers market. So I love it. I love mm-hmm. downtown Modesto. What do you think
1: of the new uh, winter market?
0: Oh, it's been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've. I mean, I, I love how they're always changing things up, different vendors, new people coming in. So yeah, I think it's a great idea. I'm so glad we're doing it. Love Culture Coffee. I mean there's just some there's some great things over there yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah it's good and I, I think congratulations to culture coffee for they're almost ready to open their new stationary place yes and uh out on mchenry uh close to hobby lobby yes so hopefully you get to check out their place pretty soon and support that local business that,
2: yeah yeah uh, jamie's done a great job with that the uh, the what is it the, the rv or uh that, the that little that caravan has right yeah. but uh but, yeah, they're going to have a brick-and-mortar place right next to Hobby Lobby there, which is going to be fantastic.
0: Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I, I was telling Chris a couple of weeks ago, like, one of my ideas for a business was kind of put a, a coffee shop right next to Hobby Lobby because I think people go to Hobby Lobby and they want to just sit and talk, mm-hmm. do some crafting together. Like, what a what a great idea. So I hope Jamie can capitalize on that. and. Yeah.
2: I'll tell you where I'm going to get spoiled there is I actually go to the gym next door. Oh, uh, man, get, you're get a get fit, fitter. Get yeah. fitter, yes. A of, well,
0: that's a great gym. It so. is fantastic. Yeah,
2: yeah. And so I'll be able to now go to Culture Coffee right after the gym.
0: You know, someone actually paid for me to have a membership for that place for one month. And uh, I, I you know they say like fitness community and nutrition right mm-hmm. that was it yep. and i just call it squats because that's <laughs> i felt like that's all i did for the whole month squats, squats. and burpees yeah burpees. squats and burpees like oh my gosh but uh, how
1: does that work do they like are you like putting like a like a system or whatever and you have a dude chasing you around yelling at you or how does that work they
0: do they have some really great people who are leading every workout yep and they design workouts specifically so you know you might go one day and Focus on legs. You might go another day and focus on upper body. Like, right? It's that's the way It is, kind of Chris.
2: Works. I'm a lazy guy by nature, so I need somebody to motivate me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So when I typically go to that normal gym, you know, I, I'll spend 45 minutes in a regular gym and not do much, right? right See people right. I know and start talking to them. Right, right. No, this one, there's somebody leading, telling you what to do. You're going to different stations, and it's uh, 45 minutes of of uh, kicking your rear end and uh and then you're you're and then they, then you're out then you're out yep, right exactly
1: yeah like i've been thinking about joining a gym again but come on just, over like, it's just the two like I i've got a full-time job you know kids You've got two full-time and jobs got right council on top of that yeah that's two full-time it's time like jobs. do i have another two hours of my day somewhere like <laughs> no i don't but do i need to work out yeah so like i'm you know it's like you were talking about earlier that book you know it's like of trying to find the time to do everything you need to do right yeah Not being distracted and it's like yeah i don't know i i don't know how i'm gonna do it. i'm gonna have to figure it out it's gonna well, have to happen but it is one of those things that i think point. it's a
0: it, it's a good return on investment you know yeah. like i you know I i've started running again this year and i felt a lot healthier a lot clearer in my mindset and you know, So I almost feel like it gives me time back on my day when I am able to give. Yeah, the mental health
2: out. aspect of it is exactly. just amazing, yeah.
0: Yeah, the endorphins that you get. And I don't know. I've, I read over 60 books last year, and most of that was through. I hate you right now. That Can was, I just that say was through I hate running. You. How did, so, you,
1: you? You read 60 books last
2: year. Yeah,
0: 60 books, oh, and but it was it was mostly so by, by so running. Me so. too.
2: I probably bought 15 and read one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: So jealous, man.
0: Well, if I could remember like 1% of all of those books, I think I'd be doing good, but you know, that's the, I can (laughs) remember the titles. So it's been, it has been really helpful, honestly, just to take time to, to work out. And I'm thankful for the great trails, the great places around Modesto that have enabled me to do that. So, yeah. All right. Well, we need to take a quick station break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be asking lots of questions about how Chief Gillespie has been doing for the last uh, two years and kind of what's going on with MPD, and then also how the City Council has been doing over the last year and uh, three months since Chris has been there. And we're going to talk about the chat program, the Ranger program, talk about some grants. It's going to be a a great conversation today. So hope you stick with us. You're listening to the Better Modesto Show on KFIV 1360, also live on the iHeartRadio app. We'll see you right after the break. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Better Modesto Show. Hope you're having a great day in Modesto on this Saturday morning. Hope you are downtown, running around with a farmer's market, grabbing some great coffee or any number of our great breakfast establishments across our city. And you're, I'm Jim Applegate. Co-host is Chris Ricky, And our guest today is Chief Gillespie. So, hey, by the way, talking about great breakfast places, have you guys ever had the French toast at Velvet Creamery?
2: Ooh, I'm not.
0: You, no. you got to try that. They do this like double baked French toast. That's different than any French toast I've ever had. So the Velvet Creamery on McHenry or the one out by the mall. It's a it's a good thing to do on not a Saturday because I love so. French toast. Okay, I've got a friend who he that's his that's his thing is French toast. So and I said, well, what's the best place in Modesto? So he took me over there, hmm. and it it is pretty
1: delicious. I wonder so. if the, the they need to sell a lot of French toast to pay off all their COVID fines. Though I think <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I didn't those, know you were going to bring those that up, Chris. You just have to bring up the dirt, man. Right? Oh. Can't bring up Velvet Creamery over and over again and not have us mention the fact that they ignored the law with the chief of police in it the building. Okay. You, you know, just can't do it.
0: We're all trying to forget that, you know, right. like uh, water under the bridge. Let's move on. So, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, Hey, so tell us, Chief, you know, you've been in office now for since August, but really for a couple of years as interim and now as official chief. Um, how are things going? at Minnesota Police Department?
2: You know, things are going well. Uh, We are are just trying to um, move forward in this this time that is unprecedented with COVID and and other things of just trying to really look at policing in our community and really how how does that how does that fit with our community? Uh, What are the needs that we have as a community and how we can we can uh, achieve those goals. And so, you know, we've, we've been looking and we'll talk about them, I'm sure here in a few minutes, but we've, we started up a few new programs. Um, we've hired new officers. Uh, we just had a graduation last Friday. Uh, we'll graduate, uh, more this Saturday or actually today, later today. And, uh, you know, we're just, we're doing good. Crime is, crime is down. We looked at 2021 last year and, uh, we had an overall decrease in crime of 2%. Uh, which you compare that to a year like COVID when not much was going on 2020 to have a decrease over that year, uh, is outstanding. So, um, all in all, uh, things are going in the, uh, good in the positive direction and, uh, we got more work to do. That's yeah. Fantastic. I think what I'm
1: so excited about, like about some of these numbers, you know, just like the drop in homicides. I mean, it was like what, 38%. Is yeah. that right? Like yeah. a 38% drop in homicides year to year. Like that's remarkable.
2: Yeah. Now is you know. that
0: would you consider that just a fluke or would you say no? There are some things that we have done on purpose to help this.
2: No, I, I think it, would it, I think I think it's a combination of everything. Number okay. one, uh, the people that we put it's the right people in the right places, right? And that's what we look for in our department. When we look for our violent crime investigators, we look for people that are good investigators and that are uh, going to go out and um, be able to not only solve these homicides because the more homicides you can solve that more of a deterrent is, right? Like, you know, don't commit violent crime or you're gonna get caught. And uh, that goes along with a lot of the other investigative units we have as, as uh, our gang unit, our crime reduction team. When they're out there uh, proactively enforcing laws and, and making it uncomfortable for criminals who are potentially gonna commit homicides, I think that definitely makes a difference. So I think I, I attribute it a lot to the good work of uh, of our, our investigators and our police officers, but, but as a community as a whole, you know our community uh, doesn't 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 stand for for crime and are, are supportive of uh, all positive aspects of our community. So I think it's just a really a reflection of everything coming together.
1: What I also think you look at some of our other numbers. Like there was an eighteen percent drop in uh, in vehicle burglaries. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. Auto theft. Theft. Yeah. yeah. Which is like again like just it's absolutely astounding and fantastic that our community that has struggled with auto theft for so long is seeing such you know, incredible reductions. And I think based on the presentation I got recently at safety and communities, um, it appears that a lot of that can be directly attributed to the really good deployment of technology by the police department. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. We've invested uh, in a lot of technology to try to make sure that um, while we can't be, you know, Johnny on the spot for every single crime that occurs. We want to be able to apprehend those that are, you know, stealing cars, for example. And so, uh, we we have been able to partner with uh, uh, the community in a lot of different areas, uh, use uh, different grant funding or and revenue sources to put cameras at, at intersections and things like that. That we can go out and actually identify uh, suspects and crimes. And we, we were talking about it just earlier about like the porch pirates is a, is something that. Really affects a lot of people. That now people are using Amazon, and that's just a common way to do business now. Uh, but we're able to catch criminals that are involved in that auto theft. Uh, we have a very high apprehension rate, which again then sends uh, sends that message to people out that are stealing cars that don't come into Modesto and do that. And so we saw uh, almost seventeen or almost eighteen percent decrease in auto theft last year, um, which directly attributes to us in twenty twenty dropping to eighteenth in the nation, which we've been in the top. Five. A lot of times, top one or two in the nation. Uh, not a good number one to have, right? And uh, we, we dropped, want to get
1: rid of all those. We're working yeah, on getting rid of all we, those number ones. We
2: we dropped to eighteen <laughs> in twenty twenty, and uh, the numbers won't come out till probably June or July. Uh, but I seventeen percent, eighteen percent drop uh, this past year. It's going to drop us even further. And then you talk about uh, lower insurance rates and things like that for our community members when you're not uh, at the top of auto theft. So those are just amazing things that are that that are happening in our community that are going to ultimately positively affect us.
1: Yeah, and like what I'm seeing is just a layering, I mean, a layering of really positive things happening, especially when you look at things like issues like crime. You know, you've got the drop in homicides, you've got the drop in auto thefts. Um but deeper than that, you've got things like the community and the police department working together on this forward together thing. And we did have like a real tragic officer involved shooting right when you took the reins, which must've been, I know, I mean, I was there talking to you the whole time, but like, God, that must've been horrific for you. I can't even imagine like you come on as chief, you've been working your whole career to get here. And the first thing you get hit with is that.
2: Yeah. It's definitely something that, uh, was challenging and something that uh, no one ever wants to, uh, to have happen or, or be, uh, dealt with. But, um, but I think you know what I try to always look at is what's the silver lining, right? And I think the opportunity that has come out of this is we're able to come together as a community and talk about policing in Modesto yeah. and talk about uh, tough issues and talk about um, you know, what we want policing to look like. But, but even from a law enforcement uh, side, what often doesn't happen in police departments and we're able to do is bring communities together and, and really pull back that veil on the police department and say, here's what we do, here's why we do it. Uh, you you know as you know Chris we're we're bringing uh, four together members and city council members to come experience um, scenario training with the police department and I think that dialogue back and forth of us listening to the community's concerns and talking about policies and procedures uh, the community trying to understand what it is like to be a police officer that's how we get things done that's how we move forward together as a community. Absolutely
1: yeah well and I think it So much, and and you talk about this just in crime fighting period, but just so much of uh, where we're going is intent. And Forward Together, the intent of Forward Together is to make policing more community oriented. Sure. And that is going to turn into a superpower, not only for the community, but for the police department too. Mm -hmm. Because when when the police are trusted and people have faith in the police, and I mean everybody, because there's a lot of people already that do, right? We're not talking about them. We're talking about the people that feel marginalized by society, right? We need them to trust as well. And that that's where I hope that we can get to with Florida.
2: And, and I, I couldn't agree more, and, and you just said it perfectly, so I think it's it's better, I almost want to just re, reaffirm what you said is, um, we have, and we've enjoyed my entire career, overwhelming community support for law enforcement in this community. And that's something that we don't take for granted because that's not, that doesn't happen in every community. But our community has, always been overwhelming uh, have had overwhelming support but there are segments of our community that feel marginalized that have a distrust uh, for law enforcement in general and so even though we enjoy overwhelming support that's not good enough we need to reach out we need to have these conversations and to try to have hundred percent support you know will we ever get there I don't know but we should be we should be, um, that should be our goal is to have 100% community support.
1: Well, and I think it's it's especially important. And Jim, I'm sorry if I'm stomping you here. No, I love but, this. I think but, this conversation
0: uh, is fantastic.
1: But with the with the massive demographic changes we have coming in Modesto, and it's going to hit us like a tidal wave, okay? And like if you're like blink, if you just moved away for two years and came back, you're, the demographic changes would hit you how fast it's happening. But we're looking at we're looking at a city that's going to look dramatically different in 10 years than it looks right now. And the work we're doing now is going to prepare us for those changes. And that, I just love the fact that we're having that, like that, that foresight.
2: Agreed. We're, we're, we're ahead of where a lot of other, other, other communities are for sure.
1: Wow. Um, Okay. So we,
0: we need to take a quick station break in, in about 45 seconds, but just real quickly, what is one way that our community can express and show support for Modesto Police Department?
2: You know, our community does. I, I'll tell you, I get emails, I get cards. Uh, there's just so many things that our um, our officers get on a daily basis, but I think a simple thing is just when they see an officer, um, just say hi. Um, and that's what we want our officers to do, being friendly to everybody out there. But the same thing, say, say hi, show appreciation, uh, that goes a long way with our officers uh, because sometimes in this dynamic environment over the last two years, they're, they're, they're cautious about, you know, you know, do they feel supported? Right. And yeah. so affirming that with just a simple, hi, how you doing? Thanks for what you're doing. Uh, it goes a long way with our officers.
0: I love it. Well, Hey, you're listening to the Better Modesto show. We're going to take a quick station break. We're on KFIV 1360 and also live on the iHeartRadio radio app. And we'll see you right after the break. Welcome back to the Better Modesto Show. You're listening on KFIV 1360 AM, also live on the iHeartRadio app. And check us out on our social media so you can find our podcast for lots of back episodes and things that we've been doing in the community. I'm Jim Applegate, my co-host Chris Risky, and our guest today is Chief Gillespie. And thanks so much for being on our show.
2: Yeah, always fun.
0: Hey, I, so we were talking right before the break of great ways to support our Minnesota Police Department. I remember one thing that I used to do when my kids were little was I just tried to introduce them to different officers. Mm. So they weren't scared of the police. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, I just I mean, I remember one time I was getting a ticket and, uh, you know, and I'm just like, hey, and my, my son's name is Teague. I'm like, hey, Teague. This guy's really protecting us in our community, and I'm trying to, like, spin it good even as I'm getting busted for, you know, I mean, know, if driving. anyone's seen you driving, man, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was,
0: well, we're in my, you know, I'm in an open-air Jeep being pulled over by a motorcycle policeman, and it was like... I'm like, doggone it. And, you know, it's His right out- pretty sweet. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It's a, oh, it's it's really a 77. Nice. I like it. It is a fun vehicle to drive. But I'm like, it's right outside a senior citizen's center, you know, so the speed limit is like 20 miles an hour. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh, but I knew at that moment I had a choice, you know, to either be like, oh, this totally stinks, or to say, hey, son, I need you to know that this guy is doing a great job in our community. And, you know,
2: and that's hard to do, and I appreciate you did that because a lot of people turn around and say, "Hey, behave," or that officer is going to take you to jail, which isn't a good thing, and <laughs> no, I don't don't want them saying. <laughs> no, I, I
0: I want them to know that they're safe here. That these, you know, all the police officers are here for our good and to help, and yeah. you know, I think that's that's probably one of the best ways that honestly, as a citizen, we can help is just continuing to to talk highly about the the police force that is here.
2: Yeah, and that's what something that uh, that I encourage all our officers to do is just seeing somebody in uniform can, of, can often be intimidating as, as of itself. And they may be a very a big supporter of law enforcement, but it's intimidating to be the first person to an officer to say hello. Right. Yeah. So if, if our officers, you know, we, and I encourage that be the person that when somebody makes eye contact, say hello and smile, because often you're going to get that positive reinforcement back. And of course with kids, Oh, just, we got, we got, we call them talking tokens. We got stickers we give out all day long and kids always love it. And that's just a great way to, to have, make that first impression out, yeah. oftentimes on kids.
1: I love yeah, it. It's weird. Like my, we were walking on the, my son and I, he's three, we were walking on the Virginia trail the other day and there was an officer parked, you know, right outside Roseburg Square, probably taking a break or whatever. And, you know, Henry's like staring him down a little bit and I'm like, why don't you just wave at him? You there you know, go. He is a person, you know, there's yeah. a human being in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, but. How old's Henry. Three and a half. Yeah. So, and Henry was like, nah. Yeah. I, I'm out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, well, maybe next time, bro. Yep. I love it. Yeah. I love
0: it. Well, hey, let's talk about the chat program because we'll that's
1: definitely that's one of
0: that. the great things that is going on. So, explain, you know, for our listeners, the acronym and Chief's
1: got to take He came up with it. We sure. talked about it. I yeah. remember it was great. Oh, yeah. God, what a day.
2: So, uh, the chat program is uh, CHAT stands for Community Health and Assistance Team. And it was uh, really the acronym plays on what we want them to do. You know, we want them to just chat with people. And there's no better way to connect with people, to build rapport, than to sit there and have a conversation, have a simple chat. And so that's, that's the acronym and what we wanted to reflect and be a reminder. But the, the chat team is out there um, trying to connect with people that are experiencing homelessness, uh, those with mental health issues. And trying to connect them to services outside of any type of police contact or involving the criminal justice system, if possible.
0: So, are, are the chat are they actual police officers? No,
2: they're they're not. They're non sworn. They're social workers, is what uh, they are. And uh, and the ones that we have currently come from our community, have long histories of doing social work in our own community. And so, when we started this team, uh, we we we. We reached out to those that we already knew were doing amazing work and uh, we're excited that they were, they were excited to become part of this team to partner with our department and be an alternative response to police. We don't want police officers to have to respond to uh, issues regarding homelessness and uh, mental health if it's not a criminal issue that needs a police response. If uh, if it can be handled another way, which oftentimes it can, we want somebody else handling it. And these social workers are doing a fantastic job.
0: So. Just to hear clearly, then what you know? There's some great programs within our community to help homeless people. Lot, lots of great benefits that our society provides, and that's at a state level, at a federal level, and a and a county and a city level as well. Yes. And so, basically, what these chat? What what do you call them? Like they're not officers, but they are. Uh,
2: so we call them uh, outreach specialists.
0: Okay, so these chat outreach specialists, they go and they they talk to people and say, "Hey, let me connect you with these different things that."
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think the clarification maybe to to reiterate is that we get calls for service from the community about people whether they're illegally camping, whether they're uh, someone is uh, has a mental health uh, in mental health crisis and is doing something that is c- c- causing attention. So we get community or a, a calls for service that come into our nine one one center uh, that are then put on a, on the call list for officers to go handle. Yeah, and what we want chat workers to do is look at those calls and where, where, when there's no safety issue, there's nothing in danger to have these chat workers go respond to those calls instead of police officers and to connect them to those amazing services that you talked about, because we do, we have a lot of services out there for people to take uh, advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: part of this, I think, you know, when we started advocating for this in the council was um, when people are having a mental breakdown or when they're, having a you know when they're suffering from homelessness you know a, that's not the best deployment of a police officer that's right right yep. like i'd rather have our police officers trying to solve homicides or trying to to stop a car theft ring you know like i or or whatever you know absolutely but i, I don't want them essentially trying to you know chase down a homeless person for doing something it's not to me that's not a great use of resources and I don't think it's the best thing for the homeless person either, necessarily, or the person having the, the mental issue. Right. Um, and so that's why it was, to me, it was a really great move by MPD to like, to you know work with us, to take the time to go up to Oregon and study the CAHOOTS program, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of started this whole trend in policing um, and learn from it and bring it here to town and, and use it to, to help our community.
2: Yeah, and I and I would say this is a, a an example of a good, uh, great collaboration. And I know we we're gonna we we're gonna rag on Chris a little bit about his time. That's the right. Council. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How uh, is so he can, doing? You can't I'll forget to do for that. Yeah. But, uh, but no, this is something you know we talked about bringing um, doing doing stuff like this for a while. Um, but but Chris has been an advocate of this and has really pushed you know uh, talking about cahoots and things like that. And so he was he was instrumental in helping us bring this program forward. So we we can't do it alone. We have to. Uh, have city council support. And Chris has been an advocate of this for sure.
0: Yeah. I'm sure. I'm glad that he got elected rather than me. <laughs> and that worked. That worked out really well. So <laughs> I think he's done a great job. So, you know, one of the things with the chat, I, I have the go Modesto app. Sure. And on the go Modesto app, I can, you know, there's a button that just says request and it's got re- report illegal camping. And it, you know, I've done that several times cause I live right next to a park and it's just been taken care of immediately, yeah. and and I'm so thankful. So what what are some other ways we can get in, in touch with these chat officers if we see a problem and something needs to happen? So
2: those are you you nailed the two primary ways to do it. The Gomadesto app, uh, our our heart sergeant, Sergeant Mike Hammond, who's fantastic, uh, looks at those every day, and and then we'll assign chat to go out and, and deal with some of those issues. Uh, the non-emergency, whether you call nine one one or the non-emergency line. Uh, those are triaged and sent uh, calls appropriate to our chat team. Um, you know, I know in Cahoots, and this is something we're looking into, uh, Cahoots in Oregon, there's actually a a telephone number that you can call specifically for Cahoots. So that's something we may look into in the future. Like, can you call and just request chat uh, to be, uh, because of the issue, and, and go outside the 911 system? So, but the two, you nailed it. Uh, that was the other plug I was gonna give for the Go Modesto app, and you beat me to it. Uh, but those are the two two ways right now that you can you can get a hold of them.
0: Well, I love the Gomodesto app because you know you can you can file a complaint there, but you can also give a compliment there too. So yes. if you wanted to say, "Hey, chat's doing a great job," or a Modesto police officer, or, or some sort of city um, staff member, employee is doing a great job, you can say thank you so much for your work in the city. So the Gomodesto app is fantastic. I wonder if you guys have ever thought about tying um, the chat to the two on one, because that might be an easy way to. You know, have citizens um, call in as well because I know that you know, as a homeless person, I could call two one one and get you know information about all the benefits that are out there. But I wonder yeah. if that that might be an easy. That's way to... That's a good
2: thought. I know that I think the access center in the county is actually uh, increasing kind of their use of nine one one and what they're having them do so, or two one one. So no, that's a good point and something that we should absolutely look yeah,
0: into. Yeah, yeah, because we don't want to tie up the nine one one with non emergency stuff at all. We want to leave that for. Yeah. So that might that might be helpful. Yeah, I mean,
1: and like the other thing, and like I I don't want to oversell chat. I mean, I love what it is. I love the idea of it, and I love what we've done so far. But like, it's 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 in its infancy. Yeah. And like, we only have two officers right now to handle a city of two hundred thousand people. yeah It's not enough. Seventy-five parks. It's right. just not enough, man. And so like, one of the things that I'm going to be working on, you know, and hopefully have. You know, support from chief and the in the city manager and stuff is like trying to find ways to ramp that program up in a way that's going to make it effective. You know, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're already seeing some good results from it. So, hey, we need to take a quick station break. And you've been listening to the Better Modesto Show on thirteen sixty KFIV, also live on the iHeart Radio app. I'm Jim Applegate, my co-host Chris Ricky, and where's Luis
1: Vasquez at? That's what I want to know. Yeah, he's where's he this week? Hopefully,
0: he's having a great time somewhere. So. We will uh, We'll be right back after the break. See you in a minute. Hey, welcome back to the Better Modesto Show. Hope you're having a great Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us this morning. I'm Jim Applegate, co-host Chris Rickey, and our guest today is Chief Gillespie, and he's Chief of Modesto Police Department. Thanks so much for spending time with us today.
2: No, oh, it's been fun. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So, you know, we talked about Chris has been in office now for 15 months, so... Tell us, how do you think the city council is doing?
2: The city council—I'll tell you—I've um, been here 20 years uh, at this department, and you know it's been ebbs and flows of different things. But I think the city council is doing actually a really good job. It's—it's it's, uh, more cohesive than I've seen a lot of city councils. Um, They—they work through issues when they arise, and I—I I, I think that's one of when I look at the future and where we're going as a city. Uh, you have to have a city council that can get work done and, and come together and work through issues. And I see that in the city council.
0: I love it. I I, I can't commend our city council enough. I think um, Sue Swollen's leadership as mayor.
1: Sue should get a lot of the credit for this, man. Yeah, and she's, she's, she's is done a fantastic a really job. special kind of leader. Yes. But, you know,
0: one thing that you said before, Chief, before we were on the air was, you know, part of this is we have some great people in our city and we're putting them in the right places. Yes. It, and...
2: I, I again I just everything seems to be coming together and that's what gives me such hope and op, such optimism is yeah. you again you have a city council and Mayor is awesome um you have people uh that are stakeholders in this community that that have lived here a long time that are staying here it, it isn't uh, we don't have that where people are, are living here going to college and then going to move somewhere else we're having people that are staying here and investing in our city uh both uh uh, and young people and i think that's what's going to really change the overall perception that uh negative perception that unfortunately our city's had uh for a long time because this is really a great city to live in
0: yeah that, that is for sure so i know one of the things that chris has been working on for a long time not just the chat program but also the park ranger program yes and is that tied into minnesota police department
1: yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: So tell us about, you know, you guys working together on that to bring that about. Because this is, to me, this is a really successful thing that's about to happen in our city. And it, it's largely in, in, due to you guys coming together to make well, this happen.
1: I'll take the lead on it and then I'll throw it over to the chief. But, like, for me, like, as a parent that spends a ton of time in parks, I've got a three year old who's, we're at the playgrounds all the time. And so, like, I'm, you know, when I'm not raiding playgrounds, sorry, Parks and Rec. You know, I'm, we're playing, yeah, and uh, and just some of the things I saw in our parks, just like I just kept in the middle of the day, just seeing unspeakable things, and I can't blame MPD because we've got the staffing levels, we've got we've got the income levels, we've got the city creates so much revenue, and it's just like your home budget, okay? You can't afford a thousand dollar car payment if you only make two thousand dollars a month. We can't afford the number of of officers that we need to cover everything we need to cover. So we got to find some alternative ways to do things to achieve the same results or better results. And we've already done some of that, like with what we talked about, like automation earlier, right? But you can't automate your way out of the prostitutes that are in the bathrooms at the parks. You can't automate your way out of the guy that's shooting heroin in the park in front of everybody. You can't, I mean, I could go on and on the stuff I've seen over the last year. And so a lot of it's hearing from your neighbors too, Jim, you know, like people are just fed up. They're done. Yeah. It's like, and you know, they, and you know what they do is they yell at me they're like, you need to do something about this. You need to do something, you know, like this is why we elected you, Chris. Damn right. I'm going to do something about it. So (laughs) I just said, we're very fortunate that we've got some ARPA money from the federal government that we can deploy in ways that are going to make our city better. And so one of those ways is, the, the ranger program and so i just i basically begged the chief to come up with a ranger program and he did mm-hmm. and then we were able to vote it in and so like yeah tell me a little bit about what you did well it goes
2: back to kind of what we're talking about well twofold number one is that we, we got to find with the limited resources we have uh with police officers um we we want them to handle calls that that are are police related we want them out there like you said chris uh, investigating homicides and, and reducing auto theft and burglaries and those type of things. And our parks need, we know that criminal activity and, and, and bad behavior happens when, in, in kind of the dark shadows, so to speak, right? In places that, that are un, unkept. Um, and we need a sustained presence in our parks because that's where a lot of the bathrooms at, at parks and things like that, when there's nobody around and no one monitoring them, that's where where some of this activity occurs. And so we need that sustained presence but it doesn't make sense to have a police officer in there. It doesn't make financial sense to put a police officer in there just as to sit in our parks. Uh, we can do that with um, with a less expensive resource, but also more appropriate resource. And so we're having, again, non-sworn. Uh, we're going to use cadets as this pilot program, act as park rangers, to be ambassadors in our park. Again, this goes to community engagement. We want their interacting with the community, uh, helping um, uh, answer questions, helping direct if they need to get somewhere, um, being knowledgeable about our parks, but then also being able to, um, you know, if, if somebody is violating one of the park rules, to, to educate them so they uh, can, can hopefully stop that behavior. And again, if a police officer is needed for some type of action, then they have that ability to call an officer over and handle that. But I think with the sustained presence that we're going to be able to have our park rangers provide in our parks and our trails and our open spaces, I think it's going to have a big impact on positive use in our parks.
1: And it's coming at the perfect time with kind of like COVID kind of trailing off. Like, this is just another opportunity for people to come out and like really rediscover these like just really special spaces in our community. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I think, you know, people ask, I have been asked about what's the difference between chat and park rangers. Well, chat is for the entire city. It's not just the parks. It's the entire city. They do spend time in parks. but these park rangers will be specifically um, patrolling, if you will, the parks and these, and you know, trip park, open spaces, trails, and, and they will work hand-in-hand with Parks and Rec. They'll work hand-in-hand with our, our heart team. They'll work hand-in-hand with our chat team. And so they will be able to provide outreach to those in need as well and be able to help connect them to services. So it's just, yeah, just to put, it's just positive. to say right. a little
1: more about that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Homeless people, I mean, I hate to break it to you, but homeless people aren't the only ones misbehaving. Well, in the parks. good point. Very good point. Okay, like, yes. we got like, the other day, these dudes were driving electric motorcycles 50 miles per hour through Grisena Park, like, yep. right through the middle of the park. Like, so dangerous! You've got like fifty kids there, and these guys are just like completely like, "Hey, what are you gonna do?" Yeah, and that yeah. is a big complaint. The
2: motorized vehicles in places is a big complaint that we're getting. Get you to know learn.
1: what I mean? Like, we got a guy, a perfectly normal human being, not somebody that is homeless. Yeah, smoking a doobie five feet from the park mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Like, that's not something a chat officer is going to be dealing with. That's Correct. not their job. Yep.
0: Well, i I think what I would love to say to both of you is congratulations. And also, thank you for working so hard on this issue and working together on this issue. I mean, you you know, sometimes there's animosity between city councils and the departments within the city. And yet what I see is a group of people that really want to work together to solve a lot of the problems. And so I want to say huge thanks as a citizen of our city, and especially as someone who lives right across the street from a park, but I'm just thankful for the way you guys are approaching this and the way that you're figuring this out together and solving some of the bigger issues in our city.
2: Well, I appreciate that, but I, I think it goes back to, again, I think we talked about this the first time I was on your, your show, but it goes to the name of your show, Better Modesto, right? And and I think that's where Chris and I don't always have to agree on things, but I know that we have the same intent. We want to make Modesto better. And yeah. so to yeah. be able to communicate he has an idea and Chris has lots of lots of ideas. Perhaps guess, doesn't he? he has some great ideas. <laughs> At least a hundred. <laughs> <Yeah. And>, uh, <laughs> um, but 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 we can sit down and we can communicate and we can come up with good ideas on how to how we're gonna tackle the next issue. So I I I, I do wanna give a, a shout out to Chris and he's he's done a good job and and has a lot of ideas of trying to, trying to make our city better.
0: So here's the here's our final question for you, Chief. If if Chris gave you a hundred million dollars, if the good citizens of our community gave you a hundred million dollars, what would that next thing be that you'd want to tackle?
2: It would continue to be uh, standing up community engagement uh, uh, programs and co- connecting our community with our our police officers in positive ways. Looking at programs like chat and uh, and uh, the park rangers and things like that. Uh, looking at um, Sporting events where we can bring our, our community together. The, those are the type of things. Community-based policing is how we're going to go forward. Our police department is not, and will never be, uh, uh, and nor do I want it to be, some type of occupying force that isn't part of our community. I, we live here. I live here. I, I'm part of the community. We are part of the community, and so that's what I would I would invest in. All the programs that we. I'm waiting have. for the
1: days where the where we have enough officers that they can drive down my street. And wave and like stop. You wave back and they stop. Like, how you doing? You know, what are you doing today? Yeah. But we can't do that now. No. Because we don't have the staffing. And that's
2: and that's a that's that's a great point, Chris. Because we've even talked to our officers. They've been asked that and they said the same thing: is no, we want to get out of our cars. We're going to call the call the call though. But I would love to get out and and interact.
0: Well, hey, we gotta we gotta finish our show with that today, and uh, we want to say thanks, Chief, for being on our show, taking the time today. And like I said, I'm just grateful to to both you men for the work you're doing in our community. And I hope our listeners are too. So you've been listening to the Better Modesto Show live on KFIV, also on the iHeartRadio app. And check us out on our social media. You might even want to post some comments and even give us some suggestions for future shows. We'd love it. So we hope you have a great Saturday, and we'll see you next week.